0: Friends. Welcome back to another episode of Be Here For A While. It is hotter than balls out today. It's, uh, what is it, like 80 degrees?
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And additionally, I decided to wear Doc Martin boots for the first time in on the first day of summer.
1: Poor choice.
0: I'm dying.
1: Those are your summer solstice boots. Summer solstice. Today what is, is summer solstice.
0: What does that mean? It's just the first day of summer?
1: Yeah. The sun's the highest in the sky today. Is
0: and that why it's, why it's so stay, hot?
1: It stays... Uh, it's gonna stay dark, uh, light out
0: for like how long?
1: And then tomorrow, it just gets starts to get darker earlier and earlier and earlier. That's how it works.
0: What are you, a meteorologist? Yes, scientist. All right, this is we'll a very discuss. familiar voice. He's done my podcast many times. It is the adorable and obnoxious Christian Majeski. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you know, you are adorable and obnoxious. It's true. It's a great combo.
1: It's good qualities.
0: I think so. I mean, I don't know. I enjoyed you at a certain point uh okay (laughs) so before we get into the podcast so this is going to be a very vulnerable podcast um I'm finally going to say like why I was on a tad bit of a hiatus except for you guys didn't even know I was on a hiatus because I faked it what um but before I get into that I am going to tell you some show dates so you guys can hopefully check out some shows um so June 27th, this is not, I don't think this is like a live show, but June 27th, in the morning from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on K-Earth 101, I will be doing stand-up with a bunch of other comedians at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood to raise money for uh, Bob Hope USO charity. I'm really excited about it. I've, um, I mean, anything for our troops. Have, like, I love doing the USO tours for them, and I'm excited about raising money. So tune in to K-Earth 101 around 7 a.m. or whatever, 6 a.m. on June 27th. Uh, July 3rd, I will be at the Hollywood Improv doing my friend Rai Dune's show, High Society. I don't know what that means. I don't smoke pot. I hope that's not a requirement. Um, and then uh, July 28th, I am doing Hollywood Improv again. It's the story smash show, which is like improvised stories. And actually, this show's getting huge because Larry King is one of the judges this week. Cool. Crazy. Or he's telling stories, and no, he's probably one of the judges. Oh, Larry. I don't think he's like, competing with peasants like me.
1: He might bring bagels from his uh, Brooklyn Water Bagel place.
0: Does he have a, a bagel place?
1: Yeah. You ever been?
0: No. Where's it at?
1: Uh, on no, Beverly Beverly Hills. It's called- Why
0: don't you take me to these places?
1: Brooklyn Water Bagels.
0: I want to go there now. It's not
1: that good. So what? Sorry, Larry. Can't can Well, really, you're not eating bagels right now because you.
0: you're on a diet.
1: I am. I I'm, I'm no carbs.
0: Ugh, that's impressive. I ate Mexican food for breakfast that's I'm disgusting that's impressive <laughs> and then impressive for lunch I ate awake. a cheese plate
1: Oh. Uh, so did I take it to the hospital
0: and I don't know why I was complaining all day why my stomach hurt now that I'm now that I'm saying it out loud I realize why you're backed up no I don't have that problem I just it's just my stomach hurts get some Pepto do you have some Do
1: people still use that stuff I don't know Pepto-Bismol do you have some no
0: is this why we don't date anymore? Because I talk about really unattractive things like this? Yes. Really? No. Oh. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but we're friends.
1: Good friends. Buddies. Chiefs.
0: We're chiefs. Two chiefs. I, you never know. Maybe, maybe, maybe one day.
1: Maybe we'll, one
0: day. We'll circle back. <laughs> Who knows? Relationships are hard. And that's kind of something we're going to talk about on this podcast. But I'm going to finish giving my show dates. Because it's about me. So uh, then... In August, I am in Europe for most of the month. I land in Paris on August 9th. I'm not even doing stand up there. I'm just going to have a Parisian vacay by myself, which is kind of cool and ballsy. Au revoir. Yeah, I'm excited. I got this I got the most Parisian looking Airbnb. You have to see it.
1: Most Parisian looking Airbnb? Yeah. Wow. I
0: have like a little fireplace. There's like these cool lights. That so you're I'm not staying looking- with your uncle. Well, I emailed him, he hasn't emailed me back yet.
1: Sounds like, you're, uh, yeah. it looks, sounds like you're really going on this trip alone.
0: Oh, I 100% <laughs> This is going to be a great journey for me.
1: Oh, I think Listen, if yeah. you
0: were still my boyfriend, maybe you'd come, but you're not. So suck it. Par-
1: <laughs> Paris, um, so, so Paris in the summer. Paris. Beautiful time to go. Huh? I've never or been f- in the summer. Spring. I've, I've, I've been in spring. I've been
0: in April and then I've been in October, but not August. It's How probably going to be hotter than hell, huh?
1: What's the over-under on cheese plates that you're going to have?
0: Oh, that's all I'm going to eat. Red wine, cheese plates. It's going to be a blast. I'm going to walk everywhere. I'm going to bring my tripod, just take photos of myself at locations. Maybe I'll meet some friends.
1: Tripod? Yeah. Selfie stick? Both. Uh,
0: I'm not above either of those things. And I think I'm going to Rosetta Stones and uh, try to learn a little more French.
1: All right. You should get Google Translate.
0: No, I want to learn to speak it properly.
1: Okay.
0: You're you know what maybe you're we should probably gonna be this. like super into me when i come maybe back we from paris because this. i'm gonna learn how to speak french i'll when be very younger. tan i'll be very thin because i'll be walking everywhere you're gonna be like shouldn't have let her go
1: that's not no my god okay <laughs> let's move on <laughs>
0: i love making him uncomfortable it's so much fun um what else was i gonna say okay so oh well a so and then August thirteenth, I will be in Dublin doing comedy at a place called the Comedy Crunch, and I'm staying in this cool um, hotel that's near a castle. And then uh, for the rest of the month, I'm in Scotland at the, is it Edinburgh or Edinburgh? Edinburgh. Uh,
1: Edinburgh. 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 Yeah.
0: Edinburgh.
1: Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Welcome, Edinburgh. To Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Okay, I feel like that's not right. Edinburgh. I've been to. Yeah, I've been to How uh, Fringe. If I went there, and I was Fringe like, is great. Edinburgh. People should go to Fringe. Yeah, go Everyone. to...
0: Guys, come. I'm going to be staying Fly in this there. Airbnb with a bunch of comedians and... You uh, could even
1: stay at the Airbnb if you if Rachel's cool enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, She, she should, might let you stay with her. You never stay. know. <laughs> Listen, I'm, gonna, I'm going to have been alone for several weeks <laughs> in Europe. Maybe I'm going to some invite some friends. people in, and
1: bring some people yeah. to that Airbnb. You
0: never know. Other
1: comedians will be like, who the hell is this person in our kitchen? I'm going to be
0: like, I don't know. It's my new friend.
1: <laughs> Where are you from? Indianapolis. Yeah. Just flew in. Um,
0: you said you still might come. To- Edinburgh. Does uh Ireland? Do you think you're gonna come?
1: I don't know. Ireland would be cool. Um in August I'm gonna be in the south again. Uh Greenville. I might. Yeah, maybe. Well, I, don't know. I have
0: a hotel and I can make sure we have two beds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I'll get my own hotel, thank you.
0: Uh, <laughs> why would you not split <laughs> yeah. one? I'm kidding. Um, you know, oh, shut up.
1: I'm uh Yeah, that could be fun. But um but yeah the uh, you've been to
0: the uh, French Fringe Fringe, Festival yeah the Festival. Tell me Festival. about it what am, what can I expect
1: there's a lot of um there's a lot of good talent there there's a lot of it's interesting there's a lot of um plays and just you have to kind of plan it out yeah you know like, like I wish I would have figure known out about what, it what you're going to see beforehand because if you go and see the wrong thing, you might you know you, I actually saw this really great show when I was there. this guy um he calls himself the boy with tape on his mouth into it. And he performs the whole show with tape on his mouth, and then he just kind of improvises this whole thing. So he doesn't speak at all, but he That's does cool. like this whole comedy routine. It's really funny. Do you
0: ever wish it's you could really put tape on my really mouth?
1: Really talented, yes. But you're running a podcast here, so it's you know what am I going to do? Talk to myself?
0: Yeah, you're pretty good at it. <laughs> Sometimes true. I can't get you to <laughs> shut pretty, up. I'm pretty, you pretty give good Christian at it. A a late at night, a cup of coffee. Room. Holy shit!
1: I know. I don't know. I've drank two cups today. And I'm really tired. Is it just I the weather? I think it's
0: the weather. It's just really hot and muggy and aggressive. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I usually drink nine cups of coffee, though. I've just been cutting it out. Cutting. Nine? I think some, Are you being serious? Somewhere along, along those lines, I sometimes push And the your limits. heart doesn't stop? Probably has a couple times. What the? My, my pituitary gland has shrunk down to nothing.
0: <laughs> I would be a psych... What is your pituitary gland? I don't even know. It sounds like something near your penis. Some,
1: no, it's, I think it's up in your neck. I think what happens if oh. you drink too much... Shows your adrenals, coffee will fire your adrenals or something like that, or, or deplete your adrenals and it shrinks your pituitary gland if you drink too much coffee, apparently. I mean, it's a pituitary right. gland. Yeah, who cares? What's it for? Who knows? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm still here. I mean, you threw it here. out
0: there like you knew what it, it was. I'm
1: still here. Um, yeah, you're, you're doing good. It's a gland. That's all I know. And you lost
0: weight on this diet of sorts.
1: Yeah, I'm trying this thing called intermittent fasting.
0: Yeah, he doesn't like to eat until noon. This morning, I was like, "Do you want to go get breakfast?" And he was like, "I don't eat until noon." I'm like, "What are you, Kate?" Well, I tried. I
1: tried this other thing. Yes, I'm. Yes, I'm. I'm working on my uh, summer body. Oh my god! But I tried this thing where uh, you do. It's called the five-two diet, and you you basically you you eat six hundred calories. Two days a week, I eat
0: 600 calories for breakfast.
1: <laughs> you eat 600 calories as a snack. I'm disgusting, um, but the but you look great. You don't you don't look like you eat like you do. Um, Thank you.
0: That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me.
1: <laughs> um, that's not true. Um, so 600 calories, uh, twice a week. So say like Tuesday and Thursday mm-hmm. are your days to eat 600 calories, and then the other days you just eat what you would normally eat, but you know you kind of eat healthy. But it's
0: yeah, you're but you eating, could eat I just opened up his fridge it's like everything's sprouted and probiotic and he's made his own bread the other it's day a, it's a
1: whole science experiment in here. he's like
0: Amish now
1: yeah I'm churning butter in my, my bedroom
0: um, by the way speaking of how disgusting I am so this is what I had for breakfast on my Instagram story I had a fish taco a chicken taco and a vegetarian taco which was just beans and lettuce and cheese and then I had a basket of chips guacamole and sour cream <laughs> And that was breakfast. Are you Hulk Hogan? Um, I'm disgusting. And my friend Lowy, who's done my podcast before, wrote he's Australian, so I'm trying to do it in his Australian accent. Wait, how do I do an Australian accent?
1: Uh, bloody mate, I don't know. Bloody I can't mate. do. I can't. I can't do. I can't do it right any accents. But
0: anyways he goes. I like how you're so pretty on the outside and a fucking nightmare for your colon on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's so accurate. All right, so let's get into this podcast. Um, all right. Full confession. Do I tell people where what I did for the last two weeks?
1: Uh, sure. I don't know. what is Well, it's important it's like to talk Watergate. about.
0: No, it's important to talk about because everyone needs a break. So I decided to do a little self-care and I spent two weeks at this beautiful adult summer camp in Malibu. No, it wasn't rehab. I don't, by the way, I realized I am a dork. If I ever thought like, hey, Rachel, you like to drink. No, I've been a dork my whole life. I didn't realize I was like, I'm like a narc. Yeah. No. Did I tell you that Sabrina's what she said?
1: Total narc. Uh, what would you say?
0: The, I the, like the only time I smoked pot in high school. Um, I decided I freaked out and I decided to I dialed operator and what I was or 911. I forgot what it was. So I could tell all of our parents. My plan was tell all of our parents what we'd done.
1: You you narked on your friends and no high no they grabbed the phone from me oh oh you had so you had a panic attack uh, yeah you I don't like pot. drugs right well they you're just smoking probably the wrong type of pot but I'm not
0: whatever I well I mean look their own. <clears throat>
1: yeah I mean I I, I was the saying, sativa was the type of weed that it it kind of gets you um, it gives some people panic attacks or, or yeah. it triggers something in your brain that no kind of stresses you out a little bit but. I, I can smoke indica, but I can't smoke sativa. I I've always know. had a problem with smoking I sativa. I prefer to sm- when I smoke indiga, I can, I can, it Well, just I also, also don't sleep.
0: like smoke. It like hurts my yeah, lungs. Yeah,
1: so you should, you know, I mean, CBD is the way to go now.
0: Yeah, I got to get more of that. Anyways, so, but it's not my fault that I'm a dork. My mom has like sheltered me my whole life. And by the way, she also, is it, she, she didn't hold me, wait, she held me back. No, I wasn't even allowed to go to preschool. I think I like I was like pulled out of preschool because like I think some kid peed in the sandbox and she was like, no, Rachel's not doing that. So I've basically just been a sheltered child my whole life.
1: This kid was you, wasn't it?
0: Probably, no. I, <laughs> nah, I wouldn't have peed in the sandbox. I've got manners. Anyways, so... I went, so I went to this beautiful adult summer camp in Malibu. Some people were there for um, drug and alcohol stuff. Some people were there to take a, a break. Some people were there to just mm-hmm. learn um, various therapy and meditation techniques. Some people were there for like family system problems or trauma or something. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what I was there for except for I just wanted a vacay. But
1: a, f- a very expensive vacation in Malibu.
0: Insurance paid for it.
1: Oh, okay. So what? So what? So, well, why were you so, there? So but
0: here's here. But I learned. I went. There's
1: a reason for you going there, obviously, right? Yes.
0: Well, my mom, my my parents thought I've experienced a lot of trauma in my mm-hmm. life, right. and they think that um, I needed to. I don't know. They wanted me to like go and learn like therapy and meditation techniques. Little do my parents know, I've been going to like therapy and like um, dealing with this stuff for the last ten years since I've lived in L.A. My yeah. parents, on the other hand, have never even seen a therapist until recently. And mm. like the stuff that's happened to Mike O'Brien, my dad, in his life, holy crap. I don't yeah. know how he never saw a therapist before. So yeah. we just kind of went as like, a, we're just doing a little family thing. Anyways.
1: So family therapy.
0: Yeah. Well, but not in a bad way. I have the greatest family Based in the world. Yeah. trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but guess what? What? I like meditation. Remember how I used to make fun of you all the time?
1: Yeah. Meditation's great. I think everybody it's should the meditate. shit. Meditation is like the ultimate therapy. I it's mean, amazing. You know, it's, the, it's free. You don't need to go to anybody to do it. You I, go. Over, you just trust yourself. I did yourself. it this
0: morning. Even I had. The, I did like a guided meditation with my Spotify. And
1: <laughs> who? Uh, who was it? Billy Idol. No, but that would have been cool. Me, Billy Idol. Can <laughs> you imagine how
0: intense that would be? Yeah. Whoa, um, <laughs> rebel Seriously, <laughs> that was You're like really the well. most aggressive. <laughs> I thought I would probably like it. Speaking of self-care, I just got the coolest new sponsor and i want you guys to get involved it is knipe bath and body care knipe is a plant based solution to self-care they've been using nature's expert for 125 years creating plant-based vegan bath and body products i seriously somehow pulled remember i called you and i was like i pulled a muscle in my back sleeping i don't mm. know how i did it
1: is this the stuff you were using
0: yes oh. they have okay So the thing I was using on my back was this arnica joint and muscle stuff. It instantly like loosened up the part of my back. Yeah, I mean I'll I'll give you some, or you can use my promo code. Yeah, Um,
1: give me that promo code.
0: (laughs) I'm just like super into all the essential oils and like natural body care stuff. Like, it's it's amazing and it's cruelty free, paraben free. There's no preservatives, paraffins, silicones, or mineral oils.
1: That's amazing. I know. Vegan.
0: They were actually awarded the green brand seal for the third time in 2017. And this award only goes to brands that use environmentally sound practices through production and are strongly committed to preservation and sustainability.
1: I like it. I'm into it.
0: I know I am too. And I have an offer for you guys for 15% off your first order. You go to Knipe.com. That's K-N-E-I-P-P.com and use promo code HERE at checkout. That's kneip com and use promo code here at checkout. You're going to smell lovely. Your skin's going to be soft. Your soft boyfriend's going to be into it. Soft skin. Yeah.
1: Ladies and men.
0: Another part of self-care that I've been super into is Flex. It's a life-changing new product that completely replaces tampons, pads, and menstrual cups and gives you the most comfortable period of your life i know nothing about okay well listen comfortable or uncomfortable well, period but let me explain it to you flex can be worn for 12 hours it's easy to change on the go and allows you to live like you're not on your period i could run a marathon i can go swimming in that pool out there i could have period sex without the mess oh yeah well that's
1: a- i mean i could tell you about hangovers but that's about it i mean, I mean <laughs> and i haven't had a hangover and i haven't drank in 30 days so
0: it's period pain yeah. but whatever. Christian, that's not the same thing as period pain. But these, are seriously, like, they're, they're, they're helping with, like, cramping and bloating. Flex was designed to change your period and your life. It's not a tampon or a cup. It's a flexible disc that fits perfectly inside your body. And once it's in place, you can't feel it at all. It's the only internally worn period product not linked to toxic shock syndrome, which is very dangerous. And I have an offer for my listeners so you guys can have comfortable... Mess, no, not messy periods and uh, mess free, mess free period sex. If you want, live your life, girls. Uh, so, have the most comfortable period of your life. If you go to I hate now and use promo code here to get an additional 30% off your first purchase, that's promo code here at IHateTampons.com for 30% off flex. I hate Com. Save the sheets. <laughs>
1: Save the sheets.
0: But I learned okay so I also want to talk about some other really cool stuff I learned there. So you I'm going to give you guys all a little bit of free therapy right now.
1: You're just going to give this away? Yeah. Just give out your Venmo just in case. You Might make a couple bucks. Should blocks. I? No.
0: Oh oh, well I'm going to I'm going to start doing this thing called Cameo where you make videos and people people ask you for like hey, I want a birthday shout out. Will you make a video for it? And they give you like 15 bucks to make a video or no. I'm gonna start doing that, guys. So it's uh, cameo.com backslash, I think Rachel O'Brien. I don't know, I just made it. I will uh I'll put that in the podcast notes. Anyways. Cameo. So do you want okay, besides the fact that I watched a bunch of movies that I hadn't seen before and I have some opinions on those. Like what? old movies. Like what? First of all, Gone with the Wind, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Way too indulgent.
1: The one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Just obnoxious. Is Gone with the Wind. Hmm.
0: Ugh, it's just like shush. Why are we always crying and screaming and making dresses out of drapes and <laughs> It's about just, the
1: production design, I guess.
0: Ugh. Did you like the movie?
1: I mean, it's a classic. I mean, it's yeah. not my favorite movie, but I, I don't have any all right. I don't have any real negative opinion on all it or anything just, like that. Right, i, I drop my keys.
0: Um, um, yeah, what I about was, Citizen Kane? I liked that one. Citizen Kane's a great film. That was a great movie.
1: Yeah. It's oh. one of the films that you'll in film school you'll analyze to death.
0: Well, I liked it. Mm-hmm. And guess what my new favorite movie is?
1: Planes, Trains, and Automobiles.
0: No, oh, but that one's good. Yeah. You made me watch that over Christmas. That's I a think. good one. Yeah.
1: I made you watch it. I held a gun to your head. I said, you watch this film.
0: No, you just wanted to spend time with me then, so you wanted to watch a movie <laughs> with me. That was when you liked me. Let's not do that this. That was when you wanted to hug me. And- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, my new favorite movie is Auntie Mame. It's fantastic. It's Rosalind Russell. Oh, what is it? Auntie Mame.
1: Auntie Mame. If you could what year is this film?
0: 1940 something.
1: Did you watch Double Indemnity?
0: I've um, never even heard of it. Oh, that's
1: a good one. That's okay, a good, good film noir. All film right. Film noir.
0: So, here's what I learned. What? Here's just a few things that I learned. Number one, how you have like a constructive conversation with someone that you're in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Do you want to learn it right now?
1: Is it like a Mago?
0: I don't know what that is
1: imago therapy it's why like, are you always
0: trying to throw big words at me
1: oh, i don't know uh, i I wasn't sure i was gonna okay go ahead
0: so <laughs> it's called the h method so sit put your feet on the ground
1: the hit you across the face method no h method? punch h you method. in the face <laughs> no i'm saying you're gonna hit me across the face Just H hit method. you in the shin good
0: um okay So basically, you shouldn't go into a conversation that you know could maybe be like heated or something without kind of centering yourself and getting um, grounded. And one of the things is making sure like you're grounded in the sense of like your feet are planted on the floor, you're breathing, Mm -hmm. you're listening to the person, you're not like taking the bait. So let's say, for example, we can can improvise one. Mm -hmm. Let's say we were dating and I was, I don't know. On vacation, and we were like Facetiming or something. Yeah, but I couldn't get a hold of you, or you couldn't get a hold of me. So you'd be the irritable one, and I will be. I will practice this method because if you don't do the H method, then you could end up doing something called like V. So basically, H method is where I'm stable, you're stable, mm-hmm. and you basically can't, you shouldn't have a conversation unless you're meeting in the middle. Okay. So it's like one pull, one puts an H, oh. and that's how you have a proper conversation. I see. Yes. Okay. So we're going to improvise. Oh, boy. Are you a okay. good enough actor?
1: I, are you serious? Well, I don't are know. Are you seriously I mean, asking me if I'm a, a good enough actor? You know that answer I think answer you're to kind this. of good. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You're a
0: very good singer. Yeah. And rapper. I could rap. Okay. okay. All right. So you're going to be irritable with me.
1: Oh, God damn it.
0: What, Jesus? That was <laughs> horrible. What are you, Jesus? What are you, an old woman? What are you, one of the golden girls? Oh, yes. God damn it. Oh, wow, you're not a good actor.
1: Sophia, I'm a terrible actor. I don't act.
0: Oh, holy shit. Okay. All right, I'm going to FaceTime you.
1: So, what am I doing? I'm, I'm you're just You're, you're going to be like, I can't just get pissed off. Okay,
0: remember to... when you were irritated me with when, when I went to Vegas and I was like, I'm going with or without you? And you were like, you're, you thought it was very confusing and rude?
1: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't that irritated. I, mean, I, I know,
0: but I'm just trying to give you a,
1: trying like, to give me some, some direction. Trying to get me like a- riled up and angry. Yeah. And think about what makes me pissed off. Yeah,
0: think about something that makes you pissed off. All right. I'm just going to poke you. Stop kicking about. me. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> okay, well, that's different. Okay, this is terrible. <laughs> well,
1: what, do you, what do you want me to say? Just tell me what you want me to say. I mean, what is, the, what is the...
0: Just think of a situation where you'd be irritated with me. And I'm sure there's many.
1: Rachel, you're eating fucking Mexican food for breakfast? yeah that's disgusting
0: well that's what i wanted to eat it's gross well i don't you're not the one eating it but i appreciate your your that you care about me you
1: are going to get sick
0: but maybe but that's that's i guess you know what i'm going to take your advice i should probably not eat mexican food for breakfast so <laughs> i sound. Sa- it sounds condescending but it's like imagine if i took the bait right away and i was just like oh, god you like you're, you're so controlling like yeah. what, what does it matter like why do you care
1: Right, right, right. And
0: then that would have been... You know how quickly that would have gone into a huge fight? Okay. And then that's where they... It's like... Uh, what is it? They said it's like... That's a V instead of an H. Right. Anyways, maybe we'll do like an Instagram story where we... You, people can visually see it.
1: <laughs> Me like putting my finger into your Mexican food breakfast. Like get... get.
0: You would do Pushing that. it onto the when floor. When you were first starting your diet in Greenville, it was... You were horrible to eat around you did, because you had an opinion on everything everyone was eating. I was like, can I just have a piece That's of pizza? Not, and, and- I think
1: I was just jealous. I was like, come on, don't eat that in front of me. I'm trying not to eat that shit.
0: You're doing a very good job. Yeah. You look Tr- skinny.
1: Intermittent fasting.
0: Whatever. I'm not into it.
1: <laughs> I, 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 look, but I didn't even finish like, explaining it because like, you do like the 5-2, but then you could also do a thing where you just eat between the hours of 12 and 8.
0: 12 p.m. and 8 p.m. And just
1: eat all day. No, but you, yeah, you just don't eat breakfast. <laughs>
0: Sabrina and I tried to do a diet like that in high school. It was like, eat whatever you want, but just stop eating and by like 5 p.m. And then you don't eat
1: after 8 p.m.
0: I think we did it by 5. We were, we called it Eat Viciously Live Well.
1: Eat Viciously Live Well? It's <laughs> yeah. like a great tour for so you guys. We, we,
0: so we would eat, like, we'd go to like Fultano's Pizza for lunch, eat that, and ranch, but as long, and then like ice cream, as long as we stopped eating at 5. Yeah. It didn't really work. I was a little puffy. <laughs>
1: I, I mean, oh, you would just c- continuously eating until five. Well, just, well that's not eat the idea. You whatever you wanted. No, that's not the idea. I uh, mean, no. you, you, you eat, but you obviously still have to eat healthy. But
0: So you're not eating carbs at all?
1: But this, this is like fasting goes back to like way, way back to like, you know, ancient Greece. Yeah. You know, like where the people would, I people like would fasting fast sometimes. and like, you know. And I you don't know.
0: do it on purpose. It's just I get busy.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's I, I mean, look, it's not for everybody, but I'm trying it out um, and I feel good.
0: Yeah. Well, you look good. Um, okay. Wanted. I was also hypnotized at this place. Whoa. That was cool. So there was something called like rapid eye movement or something. They were kept using like acronyms for things, and I was like, what? R.E.M.
1: It, Great band.
0: R.E.M. Really sad though. Their songs are depressing.
1: Everybody hurts.
0: Yeah. Sabrina does that to, like, freak people out sometimes when she's just in the airport to, like, make people think she's depressed. <laughs> just, like, plays the song.
1: And walks by them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just, like, stuff herself. I don't know. <laughs> she's weird. I'm weird. I like that stuff. Except for I'm more into the rap game right now. Yeah. Um. So I was hypnotized, like, for real. Mm. So he basically goes, like, he talks about, you know, he basically is like, well, what, what do you want to accomplish in here? And I'm like, well, I want to figure out, you know, why this happened or or how i can better have like um you know male female relationships like mm-hmm. um why those aren't working out blah, blah 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 and so he gets kind of in his head like what what you kind of want right and then he it's crazy he starts going like this open your eyes close your eyes open your eyes close your eyes open your and you're like and you're like okay and then
1: you open your eyes he's completely naked in front of you you're like what the fuck no wait, he was awesome he's
0: my friend um his, actually, you would like him. I think I was going to yeah. suggest that you go to him. His name is Joey. He is from um, Brooklyn. He Yo has a very Joey. similar upbringing to you. Joey
1: Bag of Donuts? No. Oh. What, Joey. You'd like him. Yeah.
0: Anyways. He, his, his story is fascinating. And, the, and the, the, the research that he's done on how if you want something, you have to just completely visualize it. Not like the secret. Not like that. Mm-hmm. He has this whole method, and, and it really genuinely works. I started doing it for like two weeks when I was there the minute I left I like I got a phone call saying I had a pitch meeting with a mm-hmm. production company that I had pitched a show to like a year ago and they ca- they called my manager and said what's Rachel up to we want her to come back in and we you, vi- to- you were
1: visualizing this
0: yeah I was a, mm-hmm. so basically what he did he's an actor but he was always like he felt really out of place and very self-conscious because he grew up in a rough neighborhood in Brooklyn mm-hmm. where he was like beat up and stuff and kind of like how you, got, you, mm-hmm. were, you grew up and um he just always felt really like bad about himself and like he didn't belong in certain situations. Right. And, and he would manifest that. And so one day he just decided that he'd had enough and he didn't want to live like that anymore. So he said for three months, he goes, I made it my job day and night to picture, he's like, he's like I pictured people cheering for me. I pictured people shaking my hand, wanting me to be, you know, in, yeah. the, in the room, um, like, you know, reading a script before you. What was it called? table read or whatever yeah Yeah, he's like i pictured people being like great job i pictured myself booking jobs he goes i would literally clap to myself and and cheer myself on in my head and sometimes i would just walk around and clap for myself i've been doing that and it has brought my self-confidence up so much remember how you told me like if you're feeling bad sometimes if you just smile just the act of like turning your mouth up it makes you
1: smiling and and positive affirmations good to like wake up in the morning and like you know talk yourself up it's mm-hmm. hard to do that sometimes but you know wake up in the morning and talk about what you're grateful for and and you know um you know that you you know you tell yourself that you are healthy that you have things coming to you that that wealth flows to you in three or whatever you mm-hmm. want to say and you know those those things I mean, it just I changes it just way. changes your it just yeah. changes you know your the your your the way you think and I don't think it's like way you a selfish the, the or narcissistic to
0: way to live. I mean, no. either you can live um, miserably thinking you don't deserve anything, right. or you might as well. We're
1: all we're all infinitely creative. Everybody, yeah. everybody out I there has, has talents that they can. It's just wh- how you it, wh- what blocks you have to find those talents. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to um, I went to a couple of things, did a couple of things, and they have this thing called charging, where um, you and someone else can kind of sit there with with each other, and you and you you tell you, you you basically envision your life a year from now uh-huh. and you start to tell somebody hey this is what i'm doing now and this is where i want to be a year from now and you start to tell them all these things that you're going to be doing and you mm-hmm. think about the most positive things like say you're i don't know say you're writing a script and you you know you could be like hey in a year from now i'm going to be selling this script or i'm going to be watching this on something or whatever i'm going to be doing with it and so you just keep doing that. And then what they do is they take that information and they turn around and then they start to what's called charging you. And then Mm -hmm. they just start telling you where they're going to see you in your future Mm -hmm. and, and and, you know, all this stuff. And it really kind of, you you get, you feel, even if these things don't come true at the, the, in the moments you feel, you feel great about it and you feel more productive. Well, you have to be open continuously can make you more productive and you get to those points that you want to be at.
0: Yeah. His, his is kind of the same thing. Um, but do you want me to read the actual steps? Because I wrote them down. Yeah. He, he made a whole printout that he typed up for me, but I don't have that with me right now. Okay. So basically, just decide what it is that you want in your life. Let's say, um, you know, for my listeners, let's say your goal is to um, get married and have a kid, for example. Or let's say your goal is to start a blog or to start your own business. You basically you you put your awareness on that as if it's almost already happened mm-hmm. um, and you it's not like you pretend to have the positive ex- experience you actually like you try it on for size and you believe that it's your reality and so also oh, I'm gonna read this uh, da, 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 da. so you, you make yourself familiar with the experience so that your brain can rewire and reprogram to believe it and mm-hmm. that that you deserve and want to experience that right. and then you constantly hold that image of what you want in front of you and your body will eventually catch up it will be like oh this right. is you know you um, recondition
1: yourself to think hey i'm deserving of mm-hmm. of everything i put my energy into yeah so if you put your energy into some into hating something obviously mm-hmm. you're going to come back with that if you, you basically put your have to fall into, in love with what it is that you want to about do. yourself and about the things you're mm-hmm. doing um it's going to come back to you
0: yeah um, like I've I fell in love with comedy and acting and all that a long time ago, so I've never given up. I've never thought right. like this is not possible. I'm now I'm like really on ten with it, <laughs> with this whole right. thing and that he I, taught me.
1: And also I think that when you're when you're doing this, you have to. There's no. There's there's usually the the end goal is never the thing. It, the end goal is to ultimately be happy with what you're doing. So mm-hmm. and you know
0: and the the hard work that it will take to get there it won't be miserable because you know that the right you know that there's you know. Gold bars at the end of the road.
1: But the, the, that's what's great is like experience is typically what makes people the happiest. Mm-hmm. Like traveling totally. or or like following your dreams or working on something. The well, This is what he said. He said, you must
0: see it, smell it, touch it, and feel it. Like right. you have to like like all the senses. You have to like really make that a part of you.
1: Right. That's why like typically the goal is not to attain things. It's mm-hmm. not to attain material. Oh, it's experience. to actually to experience these things. And mm-hmm. that's what... Because a, a material object eventually just kind of you lose interest in it after a while. You know, you just it does, it doesn't ultimately I have a long term. Couldn't
0: agree more. I've been saying that. Doesn't for a long
1: give time. you happiness in the long term, mm-hmm. but in the long term, your happiness will always come from the, the experiences that you that you do.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and then another thing he says is, you have to accept that you're not that person right now, and and that you're going to have to do some work to get there. But you have to be willing to do everything, network, meet the people you need to meet or to put yourself out there. Cause it didn't with anything that's can be with any goal that you have. That right. could be even with like dating or whatever. Um, let me just think if there's anything else I need to tell you about this. Um, Oh, this is really cool. What he said, so there's a contrast between what you want and what is. And so you have to create the energy to push through like the, the resistance. And he's like, you have to know that there will be resistance. And then he gave this analogy about sprouts Mm-hmm. so he I think he was sick at a certain point and he was um, growing all of his own food to like be I don't know healthier mm-hmm. sprouts will only grow if they have pressure on them they won't grow, just grow they, he said I had to put 50 pound weights on top of them because they will only grow through things right and that I thought I thought it was a really cool analogy it's like you just have to picture yourself breaking through that resistance right we're just little sprouts
1: we're little sprouts
0: yeah um yeah pressure's a good thing and you'll work hard uh, if you love what you're doing. Yeah,
1: I think pressure keeps you, uh, you know, if something's easy, I mean, you're not going to find any any sort of, you know, you're going you're gonna to lose motivation, I think, you know, you have, mm-hmm. pressure is what is going to motivate you, you know, um, the pressure to, you know, you know, good example is if I have a project I'm working on and, you know, if I have a client that's sort of like non, is lackadaisical about when they want something done or if they want it done uh, at all, I'm... I'm I could easily just back burner it, you know, mm-hmm. but if they're, if they're giving me like a deadline and they're on me about something, that pressure is going to make me work harder and get, you know, get that done more, you know, as as efficiently as possible. So mm-hmm. obviously, yeah, any sort of resistance is going to make you work harder.
0: You said, "Is you got to push through. Okay.
1: Yeah. Just say something like that.
0: Yeah. And I think that that comes with like, you, every, everything requires work, even relationships, even relationships with your friends, relationships with your parents, relationships with your significant other. And um, that was something that we talked about extensively. Am I flashing you right now? Talked about extensively um, when we were dating and um, or before even because you were the one that introduced me to this stuff. I, I used to be kind of obnoxious where I was like, I don't really meditation's stupid. And like, all you do is talk about feelings, Christian, and like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I well, I mean it's annoying on on my front too, I mean, but it's it's something that I, you know, uh I think around you know, when I turned about 35 years old um Christian's and 100. I was yep, yeah, <laughs> 107. Um I was like, you know, I was going to therapy. I started going to therapy. Um I I injured myself. I injured my neck, you know. It just this is what kind of steamrolled everything. I had I got a herniated disc. And a surfing thing or whatever the hell I did, and um, you know I started going to go into therapy for some. Um, you know I was I was I was depressed about it because they were like you can't surf anymore, you can't do this, you can't do that. But I thought I was gonna get surgery and stuff like that. I worked through it, but through that I started going to therapy just to kind of like cover that stuff. And then I started to learn uncover, learn more about myself, my social anxieties, and this therapist sort of through what cognitive behavioral therapy introduced me to attachment theory Mm -hmm. and told me to read this book called attached because I was having a lot of interpersonal relationship problems with, you know, just, just, just with my girlfriend at the time, you know, I was realizing that we were very, you know, I didn't even know what real codependence codependence was Mm -hmm. um, and people pleasing and that kind of stuff. And I was um, definitely kind of opened, started to open up to more of this and, sort of like become a lot more vulnerable with it with people at that time and 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 like you know in a relationship i would do a lot of like blame shifting and all these things that 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 you know i wouldn't see my side of it Mm -hmm. and when i could see my side of it it makes things a lot clearer you know you say okay this is you know this stems from my childhood you know your your attachment style stems from your childhood so basically when you're born you, you you know, you, you attach to your parent and the way your parent is, is sort of like what you take on. So there's typically four types of that. There's secure attachment, there's avoidant, there's ambivalent, and there's, um, preoccupied, disorganized or whatever that is. Um, and those four different things, I mean, most people are secure. Um, but you know, you can tend to kind of you know, alternate between certain things. Like you can be avoiding a relationship, and then something can make you anxious and trigger trigger that 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 fear, and then you pull that thing back in, um, and you can continue on those paths. And I've been working a lot through that, and but I realize if I'm, you know, I realize that like um, I still have work to do. You know, I, I I I know I do. I mean, I can I can sense it when I'm even you know when we're in a relationship, I can sense the those things coming on I'm just glad that I recognize it now because Mm -hmm. if I didn't recognize it it makes it so much worse you know it's like if you're not if you don't recognize that's why I definitely if people have you know problems in relationships and stuff like that you should always look at that too and Mm -hmm. see like hey where's my role in this relationship what am I doing Mm -hmm. on my end to because you know that's all we can control we can't control anybody else we can only control how we react and Mm -hmm. what we do in the relationship so that's what I try to do and it's I'm
0: going to read something I wrote down from um Um, Where I went uh, in Malibu, Uh, it's your. It's well, I I wrote this down. I said it's my job to change myself and observe people, places, and things with empathy. Right. Like you can, but you can't change people. You can't. you the only person you can change is yourself, and work on is yourself. Right. And uh, I I actually like that thought because at least at least you have that. Well,
1: that's the ultimate thing you can you know you can be in control of is you know I mean you don't wanna. I mean, if you're trying it's to con- not your if responsibility yeah, if to change tr- people, or right. Things or places, if it's like- and if you're trying to control other people, you're never going to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, you're never going to be happy. if You're trying to tr- control outcomes of things that you that you obviously will never have control of. You know, so if mm-hmm. you're running around doing that, um, you're ultimately going to be miserable all the time. You yeah. know, it's like you know, it's it's er- not even people; it's just everything around you. There's mm-hmm. everything's there's an ebb and flow to life and everything that's happening, and you have to you have to be able to ride those waves mm-hmm. and be able to deal with them. And if you can't. Deal Which with is, them. And
0: it's so nice to f- accept that because I, d- I think I used to maybe take on other people's problems more than I should right. have and just learning like it's almost better for people if you just kind of let them go with the ebbs and flows of like their life, like live and let live yeah. and like they'll. Um, well, we're
1: both kind of empath. So, I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't know what levels of empathy i would have more than you do but i know the feeling of wanting to and that comes into people pleasing it's sort of like you take on someone else's pain and you're like i want to help this person so badly mm-hmm. and in a relationship that can be bad because you know like on a, on, a, on the male side it's like this knight in shining armor thing like i'm gonna save her i'm gonna rescue her mm-hmm. and you start to call in people that aren't good for you because they're um you know they they haven't figured their stuff out. So you're mm-hmm. trying to help them figure their stuff out for I them. I attracted but that then, with,
0: with guys I dated too. Right.
1: And then you're disregarding your own issues and you start to say, to, and then, you know, really, who are you helping? You're not really mm-hmm. helping anybody. You know, you're only enabling somebody else to continue totally. to do what they're doing and you're not even helping yourself mm-hmm. in those ways. So I think... Um,
0: do you want to know something really cool that I just... I was, I'm looking through the notebook that I wrote. Yeah. This is a fact. Your conscious mind, right? Mm-hmm can process 50, only five zero bits per second. It's like what your mind is. Guess what your unconscious mind, all that shit, your childhood, your whatever, guess how many? 500,000. 50 million (laughs) million. bits per second. So your unconscious is operating at 50 million. You're only thinking about 50 conscious things that your, your brain's only processing that. That is, what is the percentage? It's like, that's why it's ridiculous to think that you can control people and things or whatever, because you're you're unconscious and your your past and everything is mm-hmm. is constantly sort of just like festering underneath you, and you have to just sort of, I mean, I think learn to like breathe and.
1: That's what's great about meditation, actually, is that you're tapping into your, your subconscious mind, and you're, and you're, you start to um you start to realize where a lot of the, the the pain that even physical pain that you have in your body. Mm-hmm. you can you can actually attribute to something in your subconscious mind. Like oh,
0: I think I think that having, even though I don't feel my hand all the time, I mean, sometimes it, like, there's a lot of times it doesn't even hurt, but I think just ha- not having the use, the full use of a hand, and it's kind of yeah. just, like, almost like, it's like a dead hand. It's like I right. have, like, weird phantom pain and I can't move it. It's, even if I'm not thinking about it, it's definitely a part of me all the time. I mean, trying to, like, cut an apple is a treacherous thing, for example, or driving hurts like hell because yeah. i can't grip a steering wheel for very long and it's right. it doesn't really bother me but obviously yes i'm sure subconsciously i'm like well i'm kind of a, a little bit of a handicap situation now oh sure
1: i mean any i mean any sort of injury that you 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 get or you know any sort of damage to your body or you know that you're you basically packing you you try to and whenever we say like, "Hey, uh, I'm just going to get past this," mm-hmm. that's basically what you're doing is you're getting yes, you're getting past it. You're dealing you with to, it. No, but you have but, to
0: acknowledge it. And like, right, you can't just keep burying stuff and pushing it under the rug. I mean, a lot
1: of times people will do that though. And and you know, there's this whole idea of like this like deep down inside of you, like what are these things? And sometimes there's some really beautiful things in there that mm-hmm. you that you want to that you want to unleash. And there's there's you know a lot of power there that you want to unleash. But there are other things that are blocking that power. You know, like mm-hmm. like I said before, like the the creativity and all That's these things gotta that face you have it head
0: on. I mean, I feel bad that I used to tell you, like when you would ha- tell me like that you were struggling with something or whatever, I'd just be like, suck it up. I'm like, that is yeah. the worst advice you can give. Well, somebody. I mean, like, you're uh, allowed to like, oh, yeah, but you're allowed to be like, all right, that sucked that that happened. You know, I need to move on, but you don't, you don't change by like skipping through the fields of joy all the time. And like, well, yeah. And, like, and also there's, stuff. there's
1: this whole idea about, you know, you know, being a man and you're taught, you know, and I I find that you know teaching young boys this whole idea of like toughen up, man, and you know like watching a kid get hit with a you know a, an eighty mile per hour fastball and like you know in little league and and they're you know this is what you know I was taught when I was younger like walk it off, tough it up, you know you you're holding back tears, you're in pain, and the whole idea is to like you know. The whole idea is to teach vulnerability. The more vulnerable you are in life, mm-hmm. the more empathy you'll have towards people in their that's pain. What, and that's what makes but if you're, people if you're, good business people. Good right. actors, good. Or parents, you can become good. a sociopath. <laughs> yeah. But but you know like but uh you know. What do you mean? You. If you're I'm saying I'm uh, no, no no no. I'm saying you know if you're if you're if you're stuffing everything and you you know you're you're told to that you have to um that you have to man up and be strong and you know, all this stuff you know and that and then a lot of that a lot of that you know ends up being you know. You know, uh, you know, boys are told that they're taught that that like you can't show pain, you can't show fear, you mm-hmm. can't show these things, mm-hmm. and if you do, then you're weak, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that doesn't that, that doesn't correlate there. to weakness because. Yeah. You the strongest thing you can do is to be vulnerable about something and to tell somebody how you're feeling and and to let them know hey, this is you know this is how I feel about this situation or hey, I'm in pain hey, this is what's happening we, we are all in we all have moments of pain and suffering mm-hmm. and we can't make pretend that those don't exist so
0: I mean, I think it's good that people are talking about it now I mean with I mean it's so sad my Anthony Bourdain was truly like my hero and right. uh, you know it's it's amazing that you think someone like him who has it all, or you people think he has it all was in so much right. pain.
1: I mean, I've read some people say things like that on like, you know, Facebook. And I wrote this guy like, oh, fuck Anthony Bourdain and, you know, about suicide and, you know, his poor daughter. Yes, there's a there's a there's a layer of that that's horrible. But there but there's also a layer of like, it doesn't matter how much shit we have, yeah. you know, like it, the, having oh, having money and things doesn't no, but he doesn't, had a, doesn't he had a he had wonderful gonna, career in terms of like of course, he was, of course. I the, mean, he
0: he opened the world up to cultures and and you of course
1: know? but there's a deep there's a there's a deep sadness in him that oh, that yeah. you know he that he obviously hadn't been able to deal with correctly and mm-hmm. that doesn't change just because yeah. you have uh, a great career or you have oh yeah i mean you, you could have everything i mean stuff. but you have to yeah you have to get to the root of that mm-hmm. and figure out what well, you know why this is happening and, and yeah. nothing is going to band-aid that problem mm-hmm. there's you know a nice car and a nice house and a bunch of a big pile mm-hmm. of money and an awesome career
0: that, you that, could, you have, people get sick of that stuff so quickly, well,
1: but you yeah, I mean it you'll see maybe, some like, of the people. Makes some, people more depressed. I mean, I've time. met people who have everything, and they're they're they seem more miserable than somebody I've met that has nothing, you know, because um, they're striving for stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I'm gonna, we're going to wrap up the podcast now because okay. it's actually it's finally cooling down a little bit.
1: I'm going to get in the pool then.
0: Do you ever get in there?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I've gotten in that pool.
0: I feel I want to get in the pool uh, uh, so a
1: couple times, but it's not that this. Um. This I don't. Know, I think in the next uh, couple of weeks it's going to heat up nicely, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to be in there a lot.
0: Well, okay. The I'm going to end on the where well, you're going to say your socials and uh, and guys, if you need a website, hit this guy up. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna end this on this quote that RuPaul says, which I love. Um, he says, "What other people think about me is none of my business."
1: Yes, and that's very true. I agree like,
0: because I really don't care what people think about me. I was there was a time where Anthony I was kind of getting in my head. Too, I think. There's really? a lot of
1: people who have that quote attributed to them. But okay, it, but well, it's, but it's a, no, but I'm not saying I'm not so arguing that, But it's yeah. RuPaul, everybody. I mean, I, I think love that's, that. it's a it's a great statement.
0: Um, so, anyways, guys, if you uh, to to come to my shows, uh, I try to update it as much as possible. Or Low does at uh, RachelO'BrienComedy.com, or just look on Instagram. Uh, which is uh, Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. And uh, I'm going to start posting some videos on Cameo. So anything you guys want to know, but I get a lot of questions from y'all about which vitamins I'm taking for my thyroid. And uh, I think if I just start making videos of these things, then that'll be easier. I won't have to answer just each and every question. Do you want to say your socials and everything, Christian?
1: Yeah, uh, Instagram at Fuzzy Warbles, Fuzzy Warbles. And
0: code
1: Code Exist dot um, com is a website and at code exists. he's a uh, brilliant
0: at web developer thank you very appreciate good. that uh, right.
1: we just had yeah we got some really good clients this week actually so
0: you're doing cool shit cool
1: stuff coming up I'm proud of you to all right
0: thank you for doing this
1: thank you great to see you